Keep the change, you filthy animal. Where's the beef? Hey, how you doing? Hold on to your butt. Feels like an RV snack. Mine. Son of a... That's gonna leave a mark. Chili, baby, back with Well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. This is Tom and Jim's Top 5. Naming their top five lists on everything pop culture. Celebrating the 90s, sports, movies, music, and more. They're not authorities, just grown children. Here's your hosts, Tom Skull and Jim Doubt. Hello everyone and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I'm going to tell you why going to Walgreens wearing the sweatpants and the same shirt I slept in and some snow boots is totally underrated. But first, let me introduce my heterosexual life mate, Jim. Jim, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm better now. How are you doing? I'm good. You're Jim. I'm Tom. This is Tom and Jim's Top 5. It's been a while. About two weeks. It's been two weeks. I we, missed you. I'm. Oh God, I missed you too. I, uh, Jim, I'm not feeling well this, today. What's what's wrong, Tom? Tell me all about I've been, it. I've been ill. I've been ill. I did not go to work today. I haven't been good. I would love to tell you I'm sitting here with an adult beverage in front of me, but it's really just some tea with some mint in it. Can I drink yours? Oh, God. I wish you'd put a little, uh, what do you put in tea? You don't put anything in tea. Really? Uh, honey? I think you put honey in tea. So, Jim. I don't, I don't think you're supposed to turn that into an alcoholic uh, beverage. No, if anyone could, though, it would be me. So, hey, like I mentioned, went to Walgreens today. Um, okay, so woke up about 4 a.m., called into work, say, hey, I, this ain't happening today. <clears throat> Don't feel well. Went to Walgreens literally wearing the same shirt and sweatpants I was wearing when I went to bed. Uh, mm-hmm. Just threw some snow boots on, and I was in there. I looked like an extra from the cast of The Walking Dead. It was awesome. <laughs> totally underrated, though, because everyone leaves you alone when you look like that. <laughs> It was amazing. Got my medicine and got the hell out of there. Well, you sound fantastic. Oh, excuse me. I just burped. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, I feel I feel better. I do. I do. I'll be going to work tomorrow. Don't worry. When When's your next day off besides today? Uh, Christmas. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I've had about two days. If, I guess you count this as a day off, but it, uh, two days off this month. <laughs> so... <laughs> So yeah, it's been a long month, but that's okay. Jim, how you been? I'm good. I'm I'm doing well. I feel well. Yeah. Uh, I'm off work tomorrow's my Friday. I'm off work Thursday to Monday this week. Yeah. Pretty excited about it. Are you excited for Christmas, huh? I'm. I'm so excited. I am actually really excited for Christmas. My wife's off on Sunday. I'm nice. off. Um. So yeah, we're just gonna do the same. Do the, and you can do the Christmas eat stuff. Eat and drink and watch football. My wife is uh, competing for the championship of our fantasy football league. Of course she is. And you you didn't even make the playoffs, did you? I'm playing for third and fourth. I played her over the weekend, and she beat me. I beat her during the season, but she beat me where it actually counts, which is playoffs. Mm-hmm. So she's playing for first and second, and I'm playing for third and fourth. Last year she won our league. Wow. And then this year she could potentially win it. Wow, she um that's impressive. I I I I'm only I have one team, I have one league and I actually run the league and I uh did not even make the playoffs in my own league. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. 
Well, so. I'm, I'm questioning our league because the guy who runs our league um, is winning, and he's oh. also putting up like 180 points a week. He has players who are putting up like 56 points, and I'm like, oh. I don't buy it. I think there's a there's uh, a cheat code in there somewhere. Are you calling foul? I'm calling foul. Is there collusion maybe with someone else? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Well, you know, if he's listening, we're on to you, buddy. <laughs> oh, Jim, so hey, um, last week we did our Christmas gifts episode, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. We have gotten, was... surprising, surprising to us, we've actually gotten some good reviews from people. I have heard some of these reviews. Yeah. Um, here's one right here. This wasn't. It's from a, a friend, but his name... But um, I, I want to read his quote. His name's Tony, and he says, I'm definitely beyond listening to this your podcast because you are my friend. It's actually really entertaining, and I love the nostalgia. So he doesn't, he only was listening to be nice, but now he actually likes the show. <laughs> I have a couple friends who did the same thing. They yeah. listened to it to, just to kind of listen to it and actually enjoy the two of us talking to each other, which surprises wow. me. Surprised me because our wives don't. No, no. Uh, another another uh, review we got from uh, John. He says, "Hey, the SNL show was really good." He says, "I need to go home and YouTube those clips right now." He obviously was must be listening at work. <laughs> and then uh, he said, "The Christmas." He also said, "The Christmas Gifts podcast was a blast from the past." And then he sent me he sent some pictures of me of his Ninja Turtles that he still has. <laughs> so that was oh, pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, and then uh, um, our friend Rob, who's our voice guy. He's, I know he sent this one to both of us. He said, I just find myself shaking my head a lot. That was my favorite review. Because <laughs> he, he doesn't, is that up and down? Is that left or right? We don't know. Well, you know, this made me feel a little better. I was listening to uh, one of my favorite podcasts called The Last Podcast on the Left. Yeah. I was good. listening to that. At one of their recent episodes, they um, just did a conversation with the girls from My Favorite Murder, which is also one of my favorite podcasts. Yes. So they just all just sat around and talked. And they said that it took them, they're on like their 250th episode, and they said that they didn't catch their stride until like episode 60. Yeah, I feel like that's going to happen to us too. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to go in a much more positive route, but thank you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're going for episode 60 now. No, but you and I talked earlier. I mean, we're actually a little surprised um, how we're, people actually like our show. (laughs) You know, because it's like, it's just fun for us. We didn't think anyone would actually care, you know. Yeah, like it just started out as a text message between us and yeah. what's your top five whatever whiskey brands and or whatever. And let's face it, we wouldn't have a relationship without text messaging. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Oh, Jim. So uh, nothing from the corrections department last week. We didn't screw anything up. I don't know how you could. No one else was there on my Christmas morning. I mean, how would they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Jim, tell uh, tell the tell the people how to if they want to you know yell at us, talk to us, give us reviews. How do they get a hold of us? <laughs> we are on oh, the social okay? media. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm. Jeez, <laughs> no, I'm probably gonna cough a lot. I've been coughing since like October. Okay, right like last the... year. I don't know. I don't know yeah. why I've got a cough. It's not going away. Get that checked. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah, we are on the social medias. We are on Instagram and Facebox and the Twitter machine. The Twitter. Tom and Jim's Top 5. Mm-hmm. You can even email us, Tom and Jim's uh, Top 5 at gmail.com. That is true. I got a uh, message from one of our friends on Instagram, a direct Instagram message that just said, Are you guys serious? with a question mark. And that, I could, you could take that two ways also, couldn't you? 
<laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take it the way it was probably implied. But, um, yeah, so we are on all of those things and trying to post a lot to Instagram, trying to post yeah. everything we're talking about. Yeah, the, so. um, we did get some uh, people like the fact that we posted the pictures on Facebook and Instagram of of the gifts we Good. talked about. Yeah, so that was cool. So we'll do that again with our with our next topic, which – is uh, we're we're giving you a twofer. Merry Christmas! We're gonna do, we're doing a twofer. We're gonna do our top five Christmas movies, and then our top five Christmas TV shows slash specials. So we might have to break this into two parts. So we'll let we'll find out. So yeah, depending on how long we talk about these. Yeah. Because uh, I know I don't like to listen to podcasts more than like. Like an hour is my limit. Forty-five to an hour is my yeah. absolute limit. So we'll probably break this into two two separate episodes, and we'll uh, and you won't even know the wiser. You'll just say, "Hey, look, there's another episode," and then we'll go right into it. So, so it's Jim, a Christmas miracle. Tom. It's a Christmas miracle. Well, said so Jim, let's just get right into it. Our top five uh, Christmas movies that we like to watch Christmas during the season. Movies. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, so I was driving home from work like forty-five minutes ago or an hour ago, and. Uh, pretty confident on my movie list. Sure. Had the five, solid five, pretty happy about it. My TV episodes are pretty sketchy. I needed needed to come up with a little bit more on that one, but driving home, and one of my, fa- it is my favorite Christmas movie of all time, pops in my head, and I'm like, it's not even on my list. I totally forgot about it. So I had to come oh. home, put it on my list, <laughs> drop one from my list, which I'm really disappointed about because I love the movie, but it just it didn't make the cut. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we have a lot. I had to do the same thing. There's a lot on there. It's like, oh, I can't, I just can't put it on there, even though I love this movie, you know. But Well, if if I would have forgotten this movie and you would have said it, I would have been super pissed off. <laughs> well, it could happen. It could happen. Could Crazy, happen. Crazier things have happened. Well, so well, let's start, Jim. Do, how, do you want to, uh, do you want to start then? Or do you want me to go? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll go ahead and start. Um, You're number five, Jim. My number five, we've already brought up this movie on our list. Our first episode, we brought up this movie. It's Scrooge, oh, 1988 yes. with Bill Murray. Yes, yes, great movie. Great movie. Um, kind of a modern twist on The Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ghost Visit, Bill Murray, for anybody who hasn't seen it, Bill Murray's uh, like the head of a TV network and kind of a jerk and treats people terrible and treats his family terrible and gets visited by three ghosts. Like any, like any TV it. network exec. Well, yes. Including and, the ghosts. And so many others lower than him. But <laughs> right. um, he, uh, he realizes the error of his ways and becomes a good person potentially in the end. We don't know anything past the credits. I'd like to think he continues to be a good person. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's my number five. It was um, it's a great movie. Kind of Bill Murray's return to, to TV or to, to movies. He took a four-year break. Um, he did Ghostbusters. They did one other movie, um, The Razor or something. I can't remember what it was. It took four years off, and then he did Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Um, in between that, he did a cameo in Little Shop of Horrors. Yep. In yep. Uh, 1986, he was the guy in Steve Martin's dentist chair. If you yes, remember I do remember. Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. Which is why, randomly, at the end of Scrooge, he, uh, when they're doing a musical number, he says, feed me, Seymour. It was kind of a throwback to the movie he did two years earlier. Right. Well, there you go. That's a great movie. My so wife loves that. that movie. Oh, I love I that. Like I haven't too. seen the movie in so yeah. long. That's, Little Shop of Horrors is a great movie. Yeah. 
Well, good. So that's your number five. Yeah, that one. That was one I had to leave off my list. I like. I know we already talked about it. It is one of my top five Bill Murray movies, but it could. It didn't make my top one. In my top five Christmas movies. Okay. So my number five stars Bruce Willis. Came out in 1988, <laughs> and it is Die Hard. And let me tell you right now, if any of you out there think that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, you and I aren't on the same page. Because it oh. is for sure a Christmas movie. If you, Jim, do you think it's a Christmas movie? Well, there are two types of people in this world, Todd. Yeah. There are people that think that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Yeah. And then there's those people who are wrong. Exactly. Right. It ain't Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off Nakatomi Plaza. Okay, that's a, that's the start of Christmas season for me. <laughs> it's a obviously it's a great action movie. It's one of the best action movies. I'll I'll argue it would be in my top five of action movies if we did an action movie. But it's definitely one of my favorite Christmas movies, and it has. I mean, it's great. It has Christmas carols all throughout. It has Christmas trees, Christmas lights. It's a Christmas movie. I agree. Okay. There are several movies in the same vein as Die Hard that I almost put on my list, but yeah. I ended up not putting on my list. Movies that are set in a Christmas time, but are not traditionally Christmas movies, like Batman Returns. Batman Returns is one that yeah I, I thought the same way. It was like, oh yeah, that's a Christmas movie, but it's not really a Christmas But it is. It is right. a Christmas movie. Right. Uh, Gremlins. Gremlins. Is set during Christmas. Yes. Uh... He was a Christmas present, mm-hmm. but not traditionally a Christmas movie. Right. Um, but yeah, there's a big there's big argument out there. If it is or isn't a Christmas movie, it is. There is no argument. It, it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. It, I know it came out in July of '88, but that doesn't that doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I see. I started off a little hostile with my first one there because I felt like I was already going to okay? get yelled at. Well, I, no, I'm fine. I'll be all right. Do we need to take a break? No. Well, okay. maybe, but no, we're fine. We're fine. Okay. All right. All right. Let's move. Let's just move on, Jim. Let's move on to our number four. Okay. I'll go. Th- I'm going this time. Okay. So, mine uh, is came out in 1992. It stars Michael Caine. I like saying that, Michael Caine. Uh, and we're going back to the Christmas Carol. It's a Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> I love this movie as a kid. I watched it all the time. I, I probably wore out, I had the VHS tape. I wore this thing out. Uh, Michael Caine plays Scrooge, and the whole supporting cast around him is the Muppets. Kermit is Bob Cratchit. Uh, my favorite is um, Waldorf and Statler, you know, the hecklers. They play the Marley brothers instead of him having his partner Marley. It's Jacob and Robert Marley. Uh, and uh, it's great. It's the same st- same telling with Christmas Carol. And it's just like I said, it's just got uh, all the Muppets in it and stuff. And uh, Gonzo and Rizzo the Rat are the narrators throughout. And uh, it's great. It's a great story. And it's got Michael Caine. I have never Kane. seen it. You've never seen it? Oh. I've never seen it, no. Well, that's oh. great. I mean, it's it's almost word for word the exact you know Christmas Carol, which most of when they make the movie they don't really go away from that story. Scrooge would be kind of an exception to that rule, you know, where it's totally yeah. a little different. But no, I love I loved uh, Christmas uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, it was dedicated to Jim Henson, who was uh, he died during pre production, um, and he, of course he was the creator oh, of the Muppets. Yeah, and so he never got to see that movie. Um, and it, I think I, I argue it's one of the best Muppet movies out there. 
Uh, so I know there's a, quite a few, but that, that one's uh, that one's good. So yeah, that's that's. I don't have much else on that. Just that I love that movie. <laughs> good pick. I did not see that one coming. Good pick. Yeah, yeah. Watch it, everybody. <laughs> All right, what do you got, Jim? <laughs> My number four. Yeah, sorry. Is you okay? No, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm just laughing okay, at I'm myself. Go ahead and go. Yeah, go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. My number four is uh, I, I love this movie. Some people hate this movie. You, it, there's there's definitely a line in the sand. Uh, 2003, Billy Bob Thornton, <laughs> Bad Santa. Oh, <laughs> you either love this movie or you hate this yeah. movie, and I definitely love this movie. I think it's hysterical. He's the world's biggest asshole, biggest drunk. Mm -hmm. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton actually was drunk during the filming of the movie. He's a method actor. Yeah. Um, I think it's hilarious. His reaction to people is hilarious. The plot, um, he and his friend basically just, they go in, one of them is an elf, one of them is Santa. They rob a store every year. This year they're in Phoenix robbing a department store and drunkenness ensues and it's hilarious um i i love that movie as well uh i always feel for the kid in the movie though <laughs> he's such a nice mm-hmm. he's such a nice kid and he just wants thurman merman thurman merman he loves he loves santa claus and this guy's such a i mean lack of a better word an asshole <laughs> you know he's just and he just takes advantage of Thurman and his grandmother and stays at his house and uh but it's a great movie and hey there's a sequel coming out I believe uh 2017 right uh it already came out oh it did come out already okay I mean, yeah I, it came out like a couple weeks back oh I guess I didn't even see that it must not have done well yeah <laughs> so, but <laughs> um funny story about that movie uh when I lived when we first moved to Phoenix a couple years back um there's we had a weekend the first weekend we didn't have anything to do we weren't working and yet we were working the following week and uh there's a, a part in that movie where he says apache junction what do i care <laughs> well we moved there and i was like oh my god apache junction is a real town it's like <laughs> it's like right outside mesa in the phoenix metro area like we're going to apache junction like we have nothing to do let's just drive out there it took like half hour 45 minutes drove out to apache junction and realizes a complete shithole, and there's nothing <laughs> in Apache Junction, and there's no reason. There's nothing in Apache Junction except meth. It's uh, the only reason you would ever go to AJ is to get meth. I would. Um, so I'd like to right now just apologize to any of our listeners in Apache Junction. I'm sure it's a lovely town, um, and Jim just had a bad day that day, so uh, it's going to be okay. Hmm. Thank you for that disclaimer. You're meanwhile, welcome. yeah. Meanwhile, in reality, tell us how horrible it is. Well, then, yeah. <laughs> then I started working in news and realized the only time we ever went there was to cover a really terrible story. It was never like, "Hey, we're going out to AJ. Something amazing happened. Somebody saved a whole building full of orphans." No, that never happened. Oh, poor Apache Junction. Poor Apache Junction. Well, um, side note. Yeah. Fun facts about Bad Santa. Did you know? that Bill Murray was supposed to be the main character. I did not know that, but that makes total sense. It does. Bill Murray and Jack Nicholson were both up for that role before Billy Bob Thornton. Bill Murray chose not to do it to do Lost in Translation, Mm -hmm. and Jack Nicholson didn't do it to to do um, Something's Gotta Give. Wow. Well, and all three of them had great movies. I mean, they all made good choices then. 
Um, yeah. Wow, that's a good that's a good little drop of knowledge there, Jim. Mm. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. Oh, bad Santa, good one. Didn't make my list either. Another one I had to leave off. You don't realize, you think, you're like, yeah, I know. You're like, I'm doing my list. I'm like, oh, this won't be a lot. There's not that many holiday movies. And then you start doing your list. And you're like, holy crap, there's a lot of movies out there. Well, that... I like this because I was afraid we were going to have pretty much the same I movie. Know. So I'm glad that we're I know. This is good. This is good. Okay, well, this is where I think we're going to have the same movie. Um, so my number three. No, you have to go. You have to go. It's your turn. Okay, my number three. I basically did my list about um, movies that I definitely make it a point to watch every year. Yeah, same That's kind of how I narrowed it down. Same here. Um, and I'll bring it up when we're done. I was really disappointed that I had to bump my number five to number six to make room for my number one because I watch it every year, and I'll watch it on Saturday. I'm looking forward to watching it on Saturday with millions of other people, but I had to kick it off a list. Number three... I always make it a point to watch. For some reason, I don't own it, and I need to go buy it. Uh, 1990, it is a John Hughes movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. I think we're going to have to bleep that out. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Home Alone. I love Home Alone. Um, great Christmas movie. I watch it every year. I remember watching it in the theater when I was a kid. I watched Home Alone 2 in the theater when I was a kid. Um, I love it. I one of my favorite movies, favorite Christmas movies. Awesome, Jim. 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 Also, my number three is Home Alone. This worked out perfect. Yes, swear to God, my number three. Okay, all right. Well, let's talk about Home Alone for a minute. Then. All right. Well, uh, let's. Uh, I, w- one thing I want to say out there. There's um, as the internet has grown and grown and grown, there's all these uh, fan theories out there on, about movies and shows. You've, re- I'm sure you've read some of these online and stuff about certain things. And uh, one of the theories, fan theories, is that Uncle Frank in the movie Home Alone was behind the whole thing. He was trying to kill Kevin. Have you read this one? <laughs> the funny thing is, this fan theory is somewhat true. Because in the original script, Uncle Frank was the real mastermind of the movie, but they changed it. Really? It, yeah. And um, But then later on over the years, he was like, oh, Uncle Frank was the real bad guy. He he cut the power of the... He, he he's the one who got Kevin in trouble, and he, you know, you just if you go back and watch it, and think he's the bad guy. You're like, oh, it kind of fits, you know. But I thought well, he was a jerk. He was a jerk. He was a horrible. He's a horrible man. You know. So yeah, that's uh, huh. it's one of my favorite little quote uh, quips about the Home Alone. But yeah, like Uncle Frank is the real bad guy. But um, I I never heard that. Yeah, yeah. Another thing I love about this movie is the John Candy's appearance in this movie. As uh. Gus Polinski, you know, the polka, the, yeah. the polka band guy, and uh, uh, he filmed all his his whole part in only one day, and improvised all his lines. No kidding. Yeah, that story he tells he tells Kate Kevin's mom about how they left uh, his kid at a, at a funeral home all day. Yeah, uh, he totally made that whole thing up, and she just had to sit there and bite her tongue because it was so funny, but it's also supposed to be sad. <laughs> But he's like, oh, yeah, we left him there. He was there all day with the corpse, you know, like. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, he improvised the whole thing. And then, um, like you said, John Hughes wrote it, and then um, he he was inspired uh, to get John Candy in there after planes, trains, and automobiles. He's like, I got to get this guy in there, this movie. And so, yeah. (laughs) Well, something funny happened right before I said the name of this. 
uh, is you accidentally cuss under your breath. Yeah. And the funny thing about that is that Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern had a hard time not cussing on set. Yes. Because uh, they weren't used to being in a in a kid's movie, essentially. Well, especially Joe so Pesci. So there is... Well, yeah, Joe Pesci says the F word like a comma. He can't. Right. I mean, how are you going to put him in a movie like that and expect him not to? So... Um, there's a, a part that they left in the movie where Daniel Stern actually says the word shit, and yeah. they left it in <laughs> uh, when he's trying to get his shoe out from the doggy door, and uh, yeah. he slipped it out, and they left it in the movie, and I never even caught it. I didn't even know that. Um, the other thing about the Marvin Harry, Joe Pesci, and Daniel Stern, their characters, they thought this movie was going to be horrible when they're filming it. They took it, you know, they got a big paycheck, and they thought, this is going to be horrible. So they intentionally gave these over-the-top performances, and, but it ended up being the best part of the movie. I mean, they're so good at being the, the bad, you know, the bad guys, the burglars. and uh, so, But then they, they, had, they had no idea it would become such a big success in it that everyone watches it every Christmas, and it spawned a sequel and all this stuff, so. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um... The only other fun fact I have about the movie, and I've, I've heard this before, this isn't like a new thing. Um, on one of my favorite lines of the movie, of Buzz, your girlfriend, woof. <laughs> yeah. Is a picture of the art director's son. The girl is the art director's son because he didn't want to use a real girl because he thought it was too cruel to make that comment towards a girl, so he made his son do it. And that's not cruel? Well, that's all probably worse, to be honest. <laughs> right, poor kid. Hey, put this wig on. You're going to be in the movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know you're about 80 pounds overweight, but put yeah. this blonde wig on, yeah. and we're going to make you into a girl. Oh, man, that is horrible. <laughs> oh, no, that's uh, yeah, one of, that's one of our favorite movies around. We just watched it, uh, I think, last week or something. We finally showed my son it for the first time. He thought it was hilarious. Um, one thing, though, uh, if Kevin did all those things to a – if this happened in real life and he did those things to those burglars, they'd be dead. Oh yeah, for all sure. those traps he set for him, he he would have broken their neck and <laughs> like so. Well, let's talk about. I remember specifically the scene in Home Alone Two. Yeah. Because I think I wet my pants on the floor of the movie theater. <laughs> I was laughing so hard when he was on the roof chucking bricks down <laughs> at those guys, hitting him in the head. Yeah. I laughed. I cannot like. I laughed probably more than I ever laughed when I was a kid at that scene. Oh, God. And that would cause traumatic brain injury in real life. <laughs> right. But that is funny. He pops up. He's got the shape of a brick on his head. And, oh, God. <laughs> that Yeah, those movies are good. It's it's almost You can almost clump those two into one movie. Um, mm-hmm. but I was talking to my wife about this. She argued, she loves the second one more than the first one. But I'm like, you got, yeah. I got to go with the original because that's – and I like the original one better. I like them both almost equally well but the first one it was so good my i mean it just is just i don't know it's just great it it set that it was one of those that set a bar like everyone's got to watch this every christmas and it took a while i think before there was a next movie that people fell in love with that they can watch every year you know yeah yeah so yeah no good Uh, i can't believe we have the same number three that's awesome speaking of home alone too uh at the Christmas Story house that I was talking about, that yeah. gift shop, you can go and buy the turtle doves, the two turtle dove Christmas ornaments. Well, two turtle doves, Jim. 
two. Well, you have to buy two. Got to. But the the ones you know from from Home Alone two that he buys the homeless woman and he keeps one and she keeps one. Yeah. You can go buy those Christmas ornaments. So I'm going to go get them for you. But I got to wait oh. for Christmas to die down before I can even go in the neighborhood where that street is. Really, that house Jim? Is, so Jim, you're gonna get you can get one for me. Hey, you're worth about twelve ninety nine. Yeah. Well, I half that because <laughs> you're gonna keep one. And then right? I got to mail it to like sixteen and a quarter, probably. Hmm. Well, thank you for mailing some. <laughs> uh, well, wow. Okay. Well, anything else on Home Alone, Jim? <laughs> no, that's all I got. Good, that's our number three. So let's move on to our number two. And uh, and uh, you said it already for me. I don't know if you it's your number two or not, but it's, this appeared, it's, uh, came out in November of 83. Yeah. And it's a Christmas story. It, I, it's my number two. <laughs> it's just going yeah. great. And I guarantee you our number one is the same. Yes. So let's, let's go ahead and go through this. I have a little, a little surprise for our number one, but just hold on with our number two here. Well, Christmas story... Okay. Amazing movie, um, and uh, I think one of the best parts that everyone likes, and I think you mentioned, you kind of mentioned, you're going to start on on Friday or Saturday watching it, is that um, since 1997, TBS runs 24 hours of a Christmas story, and just yes. the same movie back, you know, two hour movie back to back to back, and it's uh, that's one of the that's one like a family tradition for us now is just to watch it. Yep. Uh, another fun fact of this movie, this inspired the show The Wonder Years. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, the Wonder Years came out in 88, but uh, the creators of that got a lot of their inspiration from um, uh, from this movie and his other the, the writer's other uh, writings because uh, he would just talk about family life in the 60s, or, or this, in case, would be in the 40s and 50s, but... And so that's where they kind of got the inspiration for that, which also, in turn, is the narrator has Daniel Stern, who was in Home Alone. So it's all fitting together. Interesting. I Interesting. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So in Jim, last show you talked about, you got the Red Rider BB gun last year. I do have the Red Rider. It's it's out next to my uh, fireplace right now on display for Christmas. Is it loaded? Uh, it is not loaded. But I do have BBs for it. I just don't have any in it. Be careful putting them all in there because they'll roll all over. <laughs> <laughs> Another interesting fact is Ralphie tells in the movie three different grown-ups that he wants the BB gun. He tells his mom, he tells his mm-hmm. teacher, and yep. he tells Santa, all of which tell him, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. You'll shoot your eye out. The one person he never tells what he wants is his father. And in turn, his father's the one who gets him the gift. I think there's a message there. I don't know what it is. It's there. Okay, it's there. It's a, it's a sweet movie. Uh, it's a, we, um, I'm sorry, we uh, have the Christmas story village pieces that light up and you put on top of your mantle and yeah. stuff. We have those. Um, uh, I absolutely love this movie. It's just one of the, it's just a heartwarming, great Christmas movie. Oh, it's, yeah, I mean... My sister and I grew up watching 24 hours of it every year, mm-hmm. and and I always seemed to flip to it at the same part. Yes, I yes. always seemed I did turn on TNT at the same part, and it was always for Gile. It must be Italian every <laughs> time I flip to it. Doesn't matter. Oh my god! Did but you... I, this year, and I started doing this now that DVR is out. Um, I record the first showing of it, and then I just watch what I've recorded right. all day long instead of flipping to TNT, but. 
Um, yeah, I mean, my sister and I grew up watching this movie, and I didn't realize this because we always watched it. My mom had never actually seen the movie until like a year ago. Oh, wow. Because she was always cooking and cleaning and doing that thing. So we're in the living room watching this, and she was always busy adulting, she's, and I had no idea that she had never seen it. She's like the mom in the movie. Ralphie she, even says, my mother has okay. never had a warm meal. Because <laughs> she's always... <laughs> my, my parents are the parents in that movie. Your dad's the, the old man. Movie, my dad is the old man. My parents are like the parents in that movie and across uh, between them and the parents on that 70s show. Oh, Those wow. are my parents, like to a T. My dad is Red Foreman. Yeah, so, that's funny because I consider my dad Red Foreman. I, this is, and again, <laughs> why we probably have reached out to each other and become friends. Because right. we, we have a soul-sucking father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's good. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, I love I love a Christmas story. Uh, one of my favorite parts in the movie is uh, he's opened up his gifts and he gets his gift from Aunt Clara. And it's mm-hmm. all you can see is he's holding it up and it just sees these two little bunny faces. And she's like, oh, go try it on. Go try it on. And he comes down the stairs and it's a big bunny costume that his Aunt Clara made. Yeah. And he, Ralphie's yeah. obviously upset, does not like it. The mom thinks it's adorable. And the dad's just sitting there like, oh my God. And he's like, he's like he looks like a pink nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, do you, want, do you want to wear that? And the kid shakes his head. He's like, go, go tell the kid to take it off. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I think my favorite line in the movie is uh, the glow of electric sex in the window. Oh, yes. When he lights up the lamp. And you can buy those. You, there's a, oh, yeah. You can really buy And they're not yeah. cheap, but you can buy real lamps uh, mm-hmm. of the, the leg lamp. It's, yep. a, it's a major award. <laughs> in, in many sizes. Um, so the movie, Christmas Story, was based on Gene Shepard's book, uh, In God We Trust, All Others, All Others Pay Cash, right. which is a series of short stories that was actually published in Playboy. Um, right. I'm reading the book right now, actually, and it's awesome. Um, he's an adult, and he comes back to his hometown in Indiana, and he's meeting um, everyone from his childhood, like... Uh, the Flick, his friend Flick, um, is a bartender, so he's in the bar meeting him, and they're telling stories, and that's kind of how the book is arranged. Um, but it's it's great. I mean, it's a really good read, especially this time of year. Yeah, I bet. Um, it did spawn, um, I believe he had other stories, and they're not just about Christmas. He There was another movie that came out that was not very good. Um, same characters, but different actors. was called My Summer Story. And um, I yeah. remember seeing it on Netflix, and no, it's not good. It's really not. Uh, but no. it's it's the same characters, and it's just the, it, it, you know, it's you could see the cuteness factor. You could see that it's gonna be like it, it came from his stories and stuff. But it just the other one's such a classic that it just doesn't. It's uh, it's nothing you can't compare it. You, you can't you can't compare it. So. No, no, no. It's it's uh, it was my number one until my this other movie popped into my head, which I'm sure you can imagine. Ugh. what it is but uh focusing on this one for the next three minutes before we go to the other yeah. movie um i want to go to hammond indiana where this movie is supposed to take place and it's the hometown of gene shepherd um apparently there is a giant bronze statue of the flagpole scene displayed outside of the welcome center in, in hammond indiana and i just want to go just to see that really yeah that's 
Oh man! And so the, with the kid stuck to it and everything. That's his apparently, uh, yeah. Apparently, the kid stuck to it. And it's a giant statue of the flagpole scene. So Jeez. next time I drive home, because in the book they describe Hammond as being close, what I imagine to like Gary, Indiana. They say it's kind of a suburb of Chicago on the Indiana side. Yeah, because he talks about the so Chicago Bears, so that you see that you feel like it's closer to Chicago. Yeah. Um, they say it's like a, an old mining or in, an industrial town kind of on the lake close to Chicago. So it's got to be in the Gary area. So um, it's not too far from my drive back to Illinois when I go home. So I wouldn't mind skirting out and taking a couple pictures of that next time I go. Did you ever um, go to the fl- stuck the tongue stuck to the flake bowl? Did you in, in elementary school, did anyone ever do this? Did anyone... <laughs> No, there were many triple dog dares to do it, but nobody actually ever did it where I was from. There was one in my my uh, school. A kid did it, and yeah, he got stuck. Um, it got he, you know he was able to pull his own head off or head off. Sorry, that's graphic. He's <laughs> he was able to pull his own tongue out. No, no firemen were called or anything. But yeah, it uh, it it happens. Don't do it. <laughs> you know that's <laughs> so. Um, and I've mentioned before, obviously the. Part of the movie was shot here in in Cleveland, and they one of the reasons they shot it here was because of Higby's Department Store. Yeah, which was actually a real Higby's Department Store in downtown Cleveland. Now it's a casino, but there are plaques on the wall outside of it that say Higby's Department Store still. That's that's awesome. Um, hold on one second, sorry. Uh, also, um, you said a lot of it was shot in Canada. Yeah, everything inside. Like, inside the house was a soundstage in Canada. Everything outside of the house was in Cleveland. Okay. Oh, sorry, I'm getting ready for our next one. Anything else on Christmas Story, Jim? You doing lunges? No, doing no, 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 no. I got a little surprise for everyone. You got, you got anything okay. else on the Christmas right. Story? The, the only other thing I got to say, which is one of my favorite things in the movie, is that at the end, they go eat at the Chinese restaurant called Bo Ling. Yeah, Bo Ling. <laughs> And bowling, and it's because they used the outside of a bowling alley, and the W was burned out. That's oh, that's perfect. how they got the name of the Chinese place. So that, that that's is... all I got in the movie. I love the movie. I'll watch it on Saturday. Yeah, probably watch it three times on Sunday. Uh, I own the um, special edition, and I always wondered why I ever bought it because it's like it's on, <laughs> you know, twelve times. Yeah. It's like why did I buy this? But it's cool. That's where I got a lot of this inf- information anyway, because the special edition shows all this stuff talks about all this you know stuff that they did so but that, uh, the only reason i've never bought that movie is because i'll only watch it two days a year and it's on tv when right, i want to right all right let's go to our number one jim i got a little surprise for everyone i, I i'm going on a limb here I'm, I'm hoping our number one's the same i'm guessing it is but okay i got my little my son fletcher here fletcher say hello okay hello hello okay well, fletcher you ready uh-huh. okay why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. All right, you can go back to bed now. Welcome up for that. Chris, uh, Christmas vacation is our number one, and I assume is yours too, Jim. Yeah, yeah, uh, and we can pretty much just end the show right there. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> he says that I, I could just come home and just yell that, and he'll be like, "I don't know, Margo." Uh, yeah, that's, uh, well, I gotta, you gotta start him young, Jim, on these movies. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, Christmas Vacation, I, that's the one, 
that I was driving home, and it popped in my head like, oh, I need to watch that movie. And then I almost punched myself in the face because it wasn't on my list. And if I would have forgot it and you would have said it, oh I would have been so pissed How off. did you forget and that? I have no idea. We talked about that with our TV shows because like, we were kind of struggling coming up with those. Like, God, there's got to be an obvious one that I'm just forgetting. And if I forget it, I would be so mad. But I did not think it was going to be Christmas Vacation that I totally forgot about. <laughs> um, that movie is, I mean, it's just uh. classic. It's an amazing it was well, Christmas Yeah, it came out in 1989, uh, December 1st, 1989. It's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It, obviously, it was the third movie in the Vacation series. Um, mm-hmm. It was actually originated from a John Hughes short story called Christmas 59, and um, and uh, which was published in 1980 in the National Lampoon's magazine. And so that's where they so they owned the story. They knew we got to do this somehow. And because of the success of the Vacation movies. They're like, well, let's do a Christmas vacation movie. But this is the only vacation movie. They don't go anywhere. They stay at home. <laughs> and, of course, it follows on along in the line with uh, each movie. There's two different sets of kids, Audrey and, uh, and Rusty, in different ages. You know, So there was never continuity there, which was awesome. <laughs> right, yeah. But uh, um, I absolutely... Um, I absolutely love this movie. Um, I have. I was talking about how I have the Christmas Story Village pieces. Well, they make Christmas vacation ones, too. And I have the Griswold house that's all lit up like <laughs> crazy. And then it, I have Todd and Margo's house next door with the tree in the window and everything. And he's standing there with the Jason Voorhees mask. Oh, yeah, I'll have to send a picture of it. I'll send it to you. talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Griswold, where are you going to put a tree that big? <laughs> Bend over, I'll show you. <laughs> uh, man, uh, Todd and Margo's house actually um, is the same exterior as uh, the uh, the Murtoff's house in Lethal Weapon, in all four Lethal Weapon movies. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, how about that? that? And then uh, Cousin Eddie, of course, is one of the best characters of the movie. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, I can quote him all day long. Uh, <laughs> I even have a shirt that just says, You serious, Clark? <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> But uh, he based his character on a guy he actually knew growing up in Texas. He, there was a guy he, like, this is how he acted. He's like, I didn't really, it was not a stretch. It was just a guy he knew that dressed and talked just like Cousin Eddie. <laughs> oh, that's scary. <sighs> yeah. What else, I mean, um, this, we could just go on and on about this movie. I mean, uh, every time someone's cooking something, I always tell them, hey, save the neck for me. <laughs> My favorite scene in this movie, it's uh, one of my friends in college pointed this out to me, and every time I watch it, nobody has any idea that it happens or that it's going to happen. And I don't know if if you've noticed in this movie, it's the scene where uh, Eddie and Clark are shopping at like a Walmart and they're pushing the cart. Yeah. You know what I'm going to say? Do you know what I'm talking about when I say this? Yeah. So nobody I ever know has even noticed this because it's really discreet. So they're pushing the shopping cart and talking about, like, the, the Christmas list for Eddie's daughter or something. Yeah. And Clark puts a thing of light bulbs in the cart, and then Eddie grabs, like, a 100-pound bag of dog food and drops it on there. And right around that time, he's wearing these purple pants, and he reaches down and adjusts his manhood ever so slightly. Yeah. And it's like this enormous pipe in his pants. He's right. Got, I mean, it's just bulging the entire scene, but you don't notice it until he reaches down and just gives a little tug. 
Well, well, in a, later in the movie, when uh, spoiler alert, when Eddie goes and takes uh, Mr. Shirley, Clark's boss, he kidnaps him, and mm-hmm. his Shirley, Mr. Shirley's wife, is talking to the police on the phone. She's like, "Well, this his man came and stole, you know, kidnapped my husband. He was a he was a big, beasty, bulging man." <laughs> so she's referring to that because he wears these those tight. I don't know, sands about slacks or whatever the heck he's wearing. <laughs> you know, like they're purple or whatever. And oh, yeah, that's that's. And of course, we gotta talk about the RV. You know, like yeah. he shows up in this RV, and it looks like it just came from a, a toxic waste dump. And uh, and uh, um, he parks it into in his Clark's driveway, and he's in the they're t- they're uh, in Clark's living room, Eddie and Clark, and they're talking about how. Uh, they're just talking about where his kids are and stuff, and and then Clark goes, "Hey, where'd you get the RV?" And he goes, "Oh, that there, uh, yeah, that that's I borrowed that from a friend of mine. He borrowed my house, and I borrowed the RV." <laughs> and he goes, "But don't you go fall in love with it? We're gonna le- take it with us when we leave here next month." <laughs> I can fly that they're never they're leaving a month away. And then Clark, of course, spits up the eggnog he's drinking. And speaking of the eggnog they're drinking, they're drinking out of these little moose mugs, which are Marty Moose mugs, which is a reference to the first movie, because they go to, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I never even thought, I have one of those it, moose mugs. I have I one, too. out of it. Yes, I, 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 I never even thought that that was, sorry, folks, the moose outside yeah. the soldier moose. I never even thought about that. And in, in the first, in the second movie, the European vacation, he, Clark is wearing um, a Wally World sweatshirt when they're in, like, uh, France or whatever. So there's a lot of, a lot of little things to reference the other movies, which is really cool, but. Uh, and then oh, my favorite. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say my favorite of all time <laughs> is um, uh, the sliding scene. Now, yeah. Clark and Eddie take all the kids, and they're going. They go to some sliding hill somewhere. And Clark is uh, putting this like look. It's like almost like cooking oil or something on the bottom of his. He's got a saucer sled, and he's like, "We're gonna really zip down the hill in this." And then. Uh, and Eddie goes, well, don't be going putting any of that on my sled there, Clark. And he's like, why is that, Eddie? He's like, well, you know that metal plate I have in my head? <laughs> and Clark says, of course, how could I forget, you know? <laughs> and he goes, well, I've had to have it replaced uh, because every time Catherine, Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, that uh, stuff he puts on the sled uh, makes him fly down the hill, and he... he uh, goes flying uh it's a really long scene of him just like torching down the hill and he busts through people's ice fishing area and he actually runs into a walmart or the a parking lot of a walmart which is the first time i ever knew what a walmart was we didn't have them up here yet why, at that why? time yeah. yeah you didn't have a walmart in Duluth? we didn't until like right after that movie not till the early 90s we got walmarts up here in minnesota at least wow. up in duluth yeah so I'm like what's a walmart you know we only had target so Oh, well, you didn't upgrade when you got to Walmart. <laughs> no, no, no. I still don't know why we have a Walmart. But anyway, uh, yeah, I love. I could talk about that movie all all day. And it's probably, well, it's we're like, probably sick. People are probably sick of it already. But <laughs> Right, yeah. Well, Christmas Vacation is like the Caddyshack of holiday movies. I mean, every line is quotable. Uh, you oh, can yeah. just say it for the entire month of December. Like, uh, one of my favorite lines is, is Rusty still in the Navy? <laughs> Oh, Aunt Bethany. And she's like, <laughs> Aunt Bethany can and say Grace. The, yeah. the Pledge of Allegiance yeah, of Grace. Grace died 30 years ago. 
Oh, okay. man. That's good. Okay. Easily. I mean, it, it was it was kind of a no contest. Christmas Story number two, Lampoon's Vacation number one. I mean, those yeah. are the top two Christmas movies probably of all time. But the one that I couldn't put on the list that I was really disappointed about is It's a Wonderful Life. Which yeah. doesn't really fit the mold with the rest of them because it's a legitimate Christmas movie, right. like a real serious movie. But I love that movie, and yeah. I'm looking forward to it on Saturday, and yeah. I'll watch the whole thing. And uh, Donna Reed's awesome in it, and Jimmy Stewart's awesome in it, and it's right. one of my favorite movies. If you don't tear up watching that movie, you don't have a soul. You do not have a soul. Right. That's a great. That's another one. A couple other ones I left on my list. Left off my list. We we kind of brushed on Home Alone too. Uh, White Christmas, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorites. It's mm. a great movie. Um, um, Scrooge, we talked about Elf. Elf is the one I was oh, talking Elf about. So, like, Home Alone came out and Home Alone 2, but then Elf has now finally reached a step where it become like one, someone's got to watch it every year. Like, there was nothing yeah. in between there that, that would, like, there would be new Christmas movies that came out, but they weren't as good. Elf, can, people, like, they want to watch Elf. Every year we watch Elf, and that's. And they really, between Home Alone 2 and Elf, there wasn't really anything that you can say, oh, yeah, we watch that one every year, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, Elf is a great movie. Yeah, it's a classic. It's a cl- And the other one I wanted to mention was Trading Places. Remember this one? <laughs> With, uh, oh, yeah. It's a great Christmas movie. But it's, uh, you know, it's a great comedy, too, but, yeah. Well, what's the last uh, Christmas movie you watched, Jim? Um, well, I watched Batman Returns yesterday. Okay. And I watched Gremlins last week. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> um, but I was watching Gremlins. I say re- I, I was doing research for our show, which yeah. really means I just watch movies and TV, which right. is not not too bad. But I was watching Gremlins and I fell asleep, and woke up with like six pages of just the letter lowercase r <laughs> on my laptop. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> And I figured if I fell asleep and typed out six pages of one letter, it probably shouldn't be in my top five movies, I <laughs> guess. But uh, those are the last two ones that I watched. That's great. Uh, the last one we watched, uh, we watched as a family, we watched uh, Tim Allen's uh, The Santa Claus. I love that movie. That's a great movie. That was another one that was the one I was going to, I had to leave off. I loved that movie as a kid. Um, it's a great message, too. great story. You know, and it, answer, yep. it finally answers the question. Because I grew up in a house, we didn't have a fireplace. Yep, and it. I always had asked my parents, "Well, how does Santa get in the my you know in the house?" And like, well, he, you know, my, I think my parents he said, "Well, he goes through the front door." And I'm thinking, "Well, you're just letting strangers in the front door. What kind of house we live in?" You know. <laughs> but this answers the question. They're like, "Well, how do you get in it?" Well, it shows is a scene in there. Tim Allen he's, he he morphs down, and he, the bag, the magical bag that he brings out, it, it he goes down through the ventilation system, and it makes a fireplace in the house. And then he yeah, puts those things, yeah. and he goes back up it, and then everything goes returns back to normal. And I'm like, that's a really cool way to explain to a child, you know, how Santa gets in your house. So that's um, yeah. I grew up watching that movie, and that's still one of my favorite Christmas movies. I'll watch it this year for sure. Yeah, that spawned a couple of sequels too, which aren't as good, you know. But the original is always the best. But but uh, yeah, good. Well, good, Jim. Well, what's uh, hey, what's let's call it. Let's take a little break there since we got our uh, okay. our next list to go. And uh, anything else you want to cool. say about Christmas movies? Winded. Are you winded? Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. Let's do this. Um, no, I'm good on Christmas movies. I think we pretty much covered all the all the classics, all the the good ones, and mm-hmm. I'm sure we 
missed a couple of the people grew up with, so write us oh, yeah. and tell us what your favorites were and which ones we missed. Yeah, tell us how we're wrong. We, you know, we'll, we're used to it. <laughs> we're married. We're used to that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a little break, and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll come right back with our uh, top five Christmas TV specials indoor episodes. Perfect. All right. Say goodbye to the people, Jim, for five minutes. Hi, people. <laughs> 